Blog Talk Radio. everything you want it to be? Are you living a fulfilled, passionate life empowered with choices that ignite you to the next level? Good love makes your whole life better. So join America's good love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, on a journey to your healthiest life yet. A regular on Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew, she's (coughs) appeared on Oprah, Good Morning America, and is featured in countless publications from USA Today to Essence Magazine. The creator of life-changing Get Unstuck Now, Love, Money, and Save a Seminars, she's counseled millions, but today she's here just for you with the hottest topics, guests, and trends. This is Good Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to this evening's Good Love radio program. I'm Dr. Brenda Wade, your Good Love doctor. And we are going to talk about something tonight that might shake you up. We're going to talk about grief. It's something that affects all of us. And at some point in your life, you will grieve if you haven't already. I certainly have. I know exactly what grief feels like. And tonight's guest has a radically different point of view on grief something that is so unique that you might think she has gone to the other side. And guess what? Maybe she has. She's going to talk to us about how to turn grief into personal power. And instead of thinking of saying goodbye to a loved one, she says maybe we're saying hello. All right, hang tight. We're going to have tonight Dr. Jamie Turndorf a.k.a. Dr. Love, who's a go-to relationship expert for CNN, CBS, Fox, Inside Edition, NBC's Today Show, WebMD. She's been featured in Men's Health, Cosmopolitan, and so much more. That was Cosmopolitan, and so much more. She's the creator of AskDrLove.com and the host of Ask Dr. Love radio program. She's known for delivering a humorous and straight-on-the-mark type of advice. She's authored two books, Make Up, Don't Break Up, and Kiss Your Fights Goodbye. This is her second time joining us, and her latest book is called Love Never Dies. And she's going to talk to us about grief today on the anniversary of her husband's death. So it is one of those love stories That sounds like it has a sad ending, but we'll find out in just a moment whether it's hello or goodbye. So every week here on Good Love Radio, we want you to know that this is all about you finding the love that you truly, truly want 
and that you deserve. Repeat that, everybody. I deserve love. That's part of the mantra for our program. We're going to do the whole thing in just a minute. And as always, we're going to focus on why good love is essential to your greatness. You become a better person when you can love better. Think about it. We're going to focus on how to identify negative love patterns that might be blocking you from the good love you want. And, of course, how you can break those chains of what happened back then so you're free to experience what is happening now and be open to all the possibilities of good love. So I want you to know Dr. Jamie's latest book was Born Out of Grief, and the book is called Love Never Dies. And we're going to welcome to our program right now Dr. Love, Jamie Turndorf. Hello, Jamie. Hi, how are you doing, Brenda? It's good to see you again. I'm doing very well. It's great to have you back with us. And this is quite an interesting topic because your approach is so different from the way we typically look at grief. I know. And the thing is, you want me to tell you how this came about? Because this didn't come about from, you know, my intellect planning it out. This was literally brought to me. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, you bet I do. Well, first I have to back up and tell you my amazing love story because Love Never Dies starts with my amazing love story, and this is the foundation. When I was a young girl, Brenda, I had this detailed premonition of the man that I was going to marry one day. I literally saw the man fleshed out. So I decided I was going to wait for him to appear. And believe it or not, he did appear on the first day of my freshman year at Vassar. I had been shut out of all the intro sociology classes, right? And the secretary of the department said, go ask the department chair, Jean Pain. He's the only one who has the power to find a seat in one of the closed classes. The minute I walked into that man's office, I had the first and only out-of-body experience I ever had in my life. I literally felt my soul shooting at high speed through a tunnel to the end of my life. Then it shot back into my body, and I got the message, remember, every aspect of this meeting, he's going to be everything to you one day. And then I forgot. And then four years later in my senior year, I needed help with the statistical portion of my thesis. And I had heard through the grapevine that for most of his life, Jean had been, among other things, a famous researcher. He actually was a Jesuit priest. He taught at the Vatican. This was for most of his life. He launched international fame when he publicly opposed the Pope and the Catholic Church. They were trying to block the legalization of divorce, right? He fought the Pope. On the grounds of religious freedom, he had founded a movement called Liberation Theology. He got the divorce bill passed, changes the course of Italian history, and the Pope grants him soon after the dispensation of his vows. So he leaves the Jesuit order and the priesthood, and he's recruited by Vassar. And I had heard he had also run the Vatican's only research center. What a so I knew, he knew he knew stats. He knew statistics, so he said he would help me, even though he wasn't my advisor. But the guy was this illustrious, you know, Renaissance man, former Jesuit, spoke 10 languages, had 10 doctoral degrees. Within a few weeks, we knew we were crazy for each other. And we spent uh, 27 years together, just absolutely soulmates, uh, loving the same 
everything, writing books together and traveling together. And in the last year of his life, Brenda, he and I both started having a premonition he was going to die of an accident. We just didn't know when or where. On the day we left for our final vacation to Italy, I started getting some very bad premonitions. Lightning struck our rose arbor, then a bunch of black crows, like 40 of them, appeared in the yard, and I got a bad feeling. We go to Sperlonga, Italy. While we're sitting on the beach, he gets stung by a bee, and I watch my beloved suffocate to death in front of my eyes. Oh, now, my you would, God. I mean, so traumatizing, you have no idea. I go back to the hotel room. I am hysterical, of course. I'm lying in the bed. I'm shaking and I'm trembling. And I swear to you, I feel this man stroke the entire length of my spine with his hand. And I jump up because I know what I felt. And I look over my shoulder and I don't see anything, but he was there. And he has been with me ever since. And he has made such extraordinary and ongoing manifestations of his spirit presence that it made me realize we don't die. And wow. Result, now, this may be hard for some of our listeners who are thinking. Listen, it was hard Amy's for me to realize. You've got to open up about? to wait till you hear how I know. Because I mean, one of the craziest things, I'll tell you, my mother and father, I was raised by devout atheists. They taught me not to believe in God or the afterlife. Wow. But my lack of belief was instantly shattered. Now, mind you, Jean, I never discussed religion. I never read the Bible. I never went to church. But the minute that man left his body, he was pulling out all the stops to let me know we don't die. Now, the, when he let me know this, and I'm going to give you some examples of how I know, and he involved witnesses, and he still does. But in any case, I said, wait a minute. We don't die, and we just move into a different form, you know, like water converts to ice, vapor, steam. Then, as a result, we should not be saying goodbye to our loved ones. We should be saying hello, reconnecting, and that's what developed this new grief therapy method where I show the bereaved how to reconnect with their loved ones, which Western grief therapy doesn't have us do. We grieve, we let go, and they tell us move on, which only makes the bereaved more bereaved. And also, because as a shrink, I know Western grief, grief therapy gives us no way of making peace with the deceased, and you and I both know millions and millions of people harbor unfinished business with someone who's passed over. So I show people not only how to reconnect, but also how to resolve unfinished business. Now, Jamie, here's the key question. I know everybody's yeah. thinking this, so yep. I've got to ask it. Ask. Are you sure that your desire to keep your husband okay. with you I, I know exactly where you're going. That's Let making me give you, you have these kinds absolutely. of premonitions? Let me, let me give you some examples so we can just take that right out of the equation, Okay. Right after I come back from Italy, okay, I have to fax his death certificate to Verizon. The whole day I'm doing faxes, no problem at all. I have to do his death certificate, the cover letter faxes, no problem. The death certificate will not fax. The cover letter goes through, and then the machine won't fax his death certificate or his obit. Cover letter goes, death certificate and obit won't go. I try 40 times, I give up. The next day... I go to my attorney's office. I don't say a word. I just say, would you mind faxing these documents for me? 
After 20 minutes, the secretaries come out of the back room crying. They said, Jamie, we tried 25, 30 times. Every time we tried, the cover letter faxed without a hitch, but the obit and the death certificate would not fax. We tried. He is telling you he's still here. Now, there is an example. It's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. They weren't grieving his loss. They didn't need to believe, oh, he's here. But the same thing that he did with me, he did with them. Mm. So I, I go home, and I, um, again, have to fax his death certificate and the obit somewhere else. And the same thing happens. So finally I say to him, listen, you keep playing this trick because you want me to remember you're still here. If I promise to remember, will you let this fax go through in its entirety? I cancel the fax. I feel this tidal wave of love pour into me, and I do the fax again, and it goes through. Wow, that is fascinating. So for you, how did you feel when you had that experience that you could connect with him and tell him you needed to get the fax out and that you would promise to remember he's here and then it went through. I mean, what did you feel? I mean, I'd have been on the floor. Brenda, you have no idea the ride that I have been on with this man because he wants me to tell the world, and I am a perfect spokesperson for this. I mean, I'm a woman of science, respected shrink, raised by atheists, didn't believe in anything. And right after he left his body, strangers started walking up to me. They don't know me. They don't know I'm widowed. They don't know anything. And they walk up to me and say, your husband says, tell our story. And it became clear to me he was going over the top so that I would tell people their story. So it's not just a gift for me. It's a gift for everybody. And you want me to tell you another one that will just blow your mind? Well, first, let me say, anybody who wants to join the conversation or ask Dr. Jamie a question, you can join in. You can call 347 989 zero seven seven six or hit us back on facebook dr brenda wade tweet us dr brenda wade and cliff dunning our social producer standing by to take your questions and we promise dr jamie will answer as many as i would love to so go right ahead jamie all right so here's another one so and again notice So many of these manifestations occur with the involvement of another witness, which helps to validate. You see, it's not like, oh, you're just imagining. No. Okay, I'm driving to get my car fixed, and I think about my friend Emily, and I say to him, please help my friend Emily find love. Now, Emily doesn't know Jean, never saw a picture. I met her after, you you know, Jean, I never, never... She never knew me. She, I was in a group with her. She never met him. Okay, so I'm driving to get the car fixed, and I make this prayer to him to help her. And I feel that same tidal wave of love again. And I look at the clock in my car, and I see 4.58. That evening, I get a phone call from Emily. She says, Jamie, I want to tell you what happened to me today at 4.58. I said, what happened? She said, I fell into a trance, and your husband appeared to me. Now, she didn't know him, never saw him, but she described him. It was him. So she says, he told me to find love, follow the gray stones to the church in my neighborhood. Now, she didn't know I had prayed, please help her find love. And he's answering my prayer to her by coming to her and using the same words. Do you see what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I do it's see what wild. you're saying. So she I goes do. To th- and this is something, you know, I certainly in my work over the years have worked with a number of people who have shared with me that they had experiences of loved ones still connecting with them, still being present. I even had a friend who used to collect Barbie dolls. And he had a fabulous collection of these vintage Barbie dolls, and they were all in neat little cases, everything perfectly arranged. And before he passed on, he told his partner, I'm going to send you a sign that I'm okay it's going to be a red high-heeled Barbie shoe. <laughs> and partner said, okay, I'll keep an eye out. About three or four months after he passed, mm-hmm. his partner was cleaning an area of their home where the Barbies <laughs> were never, ever, ever taken. And there was yeah. a red high-heeled Barbie shoe. Now, well, these things yeah. do sound strange, but I do know from having heard it so many times over the years, and of course, you know, reading all the books like Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's book and having spoken to a number of people who had near-death experiences, something happens, everybody. So, you know, we're going to have to keep you an know, open mind it's, here. It's, and the thing is, she was involved in it. I prayed for him to help her, and he came to her, and she calls me at the moment that I did the prayer, right? Now, here's the thing. Did she find love? Well, she went to the church as he instructed her to do, okay? He told her to find love, follow the gray stones to the church in your neighborhood. I didn't know what the hell that meant. (laughs) The next week in our professional group, she reports the story, and she says in the group, I went to the church in my neighborhood. So somebody else in our professional group said, what's the name of the church? She said, it's called the Claremont Church. Well, this other member says, oh, my Lord, the Claremont Church is New York's only liberation theology seminary. Remember I said he founded liberation theology? So he was putting his stamp on the mark, and he was saying, I'm sending her to the liberation theology church. The point was to let me know, my hand is on this. I heard you, Jamie. I'm using another player to confirm, you know, this is independent of you here. And he meant her connection, her way of finding love needed to first start with reconnecting in spirit. That's the way he he felt she needed to go. But here's the thing. I want to say this because this is very significant for people to get. The first night I came back from Italy, and I was lying alone in the bed, and I heard him quoting something to me. And I didn't know what it was. But the next day, I went to the priest to prepare the readings for his funeral, met the guy for the first time. And I say to him, Jean's speaking to me. And he quoted something to me, I don't know what it is. So the priest raises his brow in obvious skepticism. And he says to me, dear Lord, Jamie, at first I did not believe that Jean was speaking to you, but I do now. And he said, you are quoting an obscure biblical passage from the communion of saints. Like I would know. I never read the Bible. I didn't know. So it took me a year to understand why Jean quoted that passage to me. I did this biblical passage. What is the value for people who have grieved? I've lost my father, my yes. first husband, my children. This is my point. Father. That communion of saints is telling us we are supposed to connect with our loved ones. This is the point, that what we have been told about the afterlife is dead wrong. The communion of saints is hey, but telling for somebody, us. For somebody who has had these losses, 
Okay, my my children lost their dad. Uh, this was a traumatic thing. He dropped dead suddenly, very much like what you're describing with your husband. And what would you say to someone who's grieving these? So this is of what I am saying to everybody on my Hay House radio show. And the healing and the peace is extraordinary. Reconnect. We so many of us need to reconnect, especially if somebody's ripped from you tragically. Now, how do you do that? How do you reconnect? So that is what Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased shows you how to do. I show you exactly step by step. I show you how to create a state of receptivity because guess what? We were all born with the ability to connect with spirit. And when we connect with spirit, all we're doing is energetically communicating. And we do this every day. Think about right. That's sort of like when you know somebody's going to call you, or you think of an old friend and you walk in the door. We're doing it right, or you know how twins know when the others hurt, or a mother senses, or all energetic communication. So we have the receptors in our brains to do it. The greatest scientists in the world have been speaking about this forever. Einstein, Edison. I talk about this. They have known forever. I just actually talked to some of the people. Uh, from heart math, and they were saying that the heart has receptors. We call it intuition, but it's but a no. tremendous brain in the heart that picks right, up. Right, right, right. So we have the ability to energetically communicate. So what I do is I show you how to basically just tune up your receiver. So I have Okay, and Jamie, I'm of... going to pause you for one second here because yes. we have a question. Great. This is a question, a uh, very sad question. This is from a mother who says, I lost my only son to a drunk driver. Yes. And I don't seem to be able to heal, but I do sense he's still with me. Right. So it turns out that the healing only, in my experience, in working with a lot of people using my method, the healing comes through the reconnecting. Parents who have lost children, children who have lost parents, These groups of people need to reconnect so much because it's not natural to be physically separated. And so what needs to happen since you already feel his presence, what I do in Love Never Dies is I just help you take it a step farther so that you can move into this technique I, I have created called dialoguing with the departed. So first I show you how to go into a state of receptivity. I have exercises in the book for putting you into a trance so you're more open. Or you use the natural places and times when you're open, like early morning, right? A twilight state, or when you're in nature, or when you're meditating or doing self-hypnosis. Now you're open. And then we go into my dialoguing with the departed technique. And with that, you are actually able in your open state to send and receive energetic communications. And you can do this by speaking aloud into a tape recorder and then speaking back what you hear. You can do it by automatically writing and saying aloud what you hear. And what is remarkable is that as you practice, the dialogue just becomes much more fluid. Like I do this in group settings. And what's amazing is as people practice, they all hear the same thing at the same time. It just pops out. So with practice, the dialoguing and the reconnecting comes now, through. Now, how so, do you so encourage people or show people how to verify for themselves 
this really is a dialogue with their departed. Your husband was working awfully hard to give you some clear signs. What else can other people look for if they want to do dialoguing with a departed and say hello instead of goodbye? And I think the mom who wrote to us would really and, appreciate and, it. And she can also reach out to me at Hay House Radio every Tuesday at noon. I'm doing a live show. I take calls and I'm helping people do it. And right on the air it happens. And, oh, my gosh, just that reconnection is so healing. Your heart knows what it feels like. We know what love is. We know. Even this mom knows. She feels his connection. All we're doing here is I'm just saying resume the relationship. Yes, it's not a physical relationship, but it is a spiritual one. So you just resume, and your heart knows by many, many different ways. Like, for example, one of the ways that we know a spirit is speaking to us is through something called mind melding or thought induction. When you're doing the automatic writing, you know, in your now, dialogue. Now, what is mind melding or thought induction? Those are like are you know, words. Yeah, here's how it is. Sounds you know like a playing just... on meeting the... Uh... <laughs> no, think about it this way. It's like, you know how when a thought just pops into your head out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. And it's not yours. When a spirit is speaking to you, you just get this feeling like, boom, I could have had a V8. It just pops into your head out of nowhere. And then you will also have an incredible feeling of love, connection. You will also often have physical sensations like chills. You might feel a draft. So you, I have a whole chapter in Love Never Dies on how to recognize the signs that they're with you, that they can speak to you through what I call open vessels. Open vessels are people who are very open or animals who are naturally open. They can speak to you through earthly props. Many people have seen that where they will turn machines on and off, lights on and off. You know, I have many examples of this from my patients that I have in Love Never Dies, my own examples as well. And you can dialogue using these earthly props. Like, for example, I had somebody bereaved in my office, and she said, I don't feel my father, I don't feel him. And at that moment, the battery backup machine in my office started screeching. And it only does that when there's no power. There was full power, but it was screeching. And finally, after 20 minutes of this racket, she said, what the heck is it? And I said, it's your dad. His energy is interrupting the frequency of my battery backup. He's trying to say he's right here. And when I acknowledge that that is his presence coming through, the machine will stop. And that's exactly Uh, what happened. Interesting. So everyone, if you have lost a loved one or you want to understand more about the continuity of life after life, because that is what Dr. Jamie is talking about, then you certainly want to check out her book, Love Never Dies. You definitely want to take the time to listen to her radio program on Hay House Radio, and that's noon on what day is that? Tuesdays, that's noon Eastern time. And, you know, also I at my uh, website, AskDrLove.com, people sign up for my newsletter. I'm sending immediately the preface and the introduction to Love Never Dies so you can just get a feeling, you know. Right. Now, is there anything yeah. that we can do even before we suffered a loss? Because we all know mm-hmm. that loss is part of life. Yes. Is there anything we can do before we suffered a loss uh, to improve our ability to connect 
That is a or, great question. Or maybe so even great. connect with those we might leave behind. That Never mind such those on the other excellent. side. These are such excellent questions. I talk about this in Love Never Dies. I explain that love is the currency of connection. So the stronger our bonds are in, uh, on the earth plane, the easier it is for us to connect with those in spirit. So that's a real good case for making your relationships as strong and solid as you can when you're still walking the earth together. But I also say, do not worry, okay, if you have a troubled relationship, because what I have discovered, and I have a whole chapter on this, sometimes you have to wait until somebody leaves his or her body in order to make peace because in spirit form, they want to right their wrongs. They see where they've made a mistake, and it's much easier now to work it out with them. So it's never too late to make peace. And in terms of how the people in spirit can reach us, how the beings in spirit, well, they just know how because now they're, they're pure energy and they do know how to reach us. So... Wow. So they are also, you're saying, trying to work it out with us so that we oh my complete unfinished business. You know, let me give you the, per- first of all, how did I discover that in spirit form they have a much better perspective of where they screwed up in life? The week after Jean left his body, I went to get my car repaired. I go to the woman there. I don't know her. Jean always did the cars. I say, hi, I'm Jamie, and my husband died. And she says, you know what? I'm a widow, too. Within a second, I feel her husband pounding down my door to get a message out to her. And this is what he says. Please tell her to stop making the mistake that I made with with our son. She is doing what I did, and she's keeping this power struggle alive. Well, you don't guess stuff like this. So I say this to her, and the woman just blinks and starts to cry, and she says, oh, my Lord, that's exactly right. I am doing what my husband did, and my son is now in a power struggle with me. So that's when I realized, okay, they see where they went wrong. But now, how did I realize that they also yearn to make it right with us? I went to see a woman on the first Good Friday. She's a bird breeder, and I just felt I had to go. So I go into her place, and I walk in, and she says to me, you see this little bird here? This little bird is not going to make it till the end of the day. It hasn't eaten for two days, and they're so small that if they don't eat, they're going to be dead. So I say, can I help the bird? Because she had tried to help me save my bird and couldn't. I knew nothing about her personal life. I go over to this bird, and the bird is just, Instead of freaking out when I come over to the cage, he kind of looks at me. And I say to him, go down to your seed bowl and eat right now, energetically communicating this to him. But I say it out loud. And he goes, and he starts scarfing up the seeds, right, sucking them in like a little vacuum. And the next thing I know, he's full of energy, and he's coming back. Now I see him kind of craning his neck like something's bothering him that nobody can see. And I sense a presence in the room, and it's her mother. Now, I don't know if her mother's dead or alive, but I can feel it's her mother energetically. And the mother is saying, I'm sorry I didn't protect you from him. I was a weakling, referring to this woman's father. And the next thing that happens is the father starts coming through, and he's saying, please, please, I want you to confront me 
because I know I screwed up with you, I abused you, so and you I'm not. So you're picking up yeah. these messages whether you know the people or not. So Doesn't matter. you are what we call a sensitive, but what yeah. about people who've never had those energetic experiences, who've never had the ability to at least consciously know they were feeling energy. Everybody can feel I was it. worried it's about that at color. first. I was worried about that at first. Would this all work for them? But let me tell you, everybody that I brought this method to, everybody starts out. It's kind of like, you know, when we try to ride a bicycle, we kind of wobble and we fall. But then we're all born, as I said, with the innate abilities to energetically tune in to people in the earth plane, to people in the, in the spirit plane. And as they just do a little bit of practicing, use the exercises that I give in Love Never Dies, soon they're cruising on their own. And the perfect example of this is a woman I had in my, in my office who had her father leave her when she was a child. He molested her repeatedly and he left. And every day of her childhood, she was going to the mailbox, looking for a letter from him, a call, anything. Never heard from him again. So she was furious at him, never got over it. And in my office, I started to help her go into the state of receptivity and help her dialogue. Now, this and state I, that you're talking about, about receptivity, yeah. this is a state where we practice being still, getting to stillness, oh, totally quiet right. the mind, totally quiet the right. body so that we can be in tune and even maybe okay. letting go of emotional upset a bit so we're more... Absolutely simple. correct. You've said it perfectly. Okay, well, have we to... have to leave it there, but everybody remember that it is important still if you want to hear and experience messages from loved ones who may have departed, especially Correct. people where you've got unfinished business. Jamie, yep. Dr. Jamie turned off everybody. Thank you so much for a very interesting and provocative program. I am certainly going to read that book, and I encourage everyone else to read Love Never Dies. I think this might be a source of comfort for many of us, and a good way to let go of some of the unfinished business we tend to have with those who've left. So everyone, be sure you tune in next week. Very special guests on the horizon with more great information, just like Dr. Jamie brought great information to us. This is a topic we hardly ever talk about in our Western culture. How do we connect with those who've passed on? Get busy, everybody. And if you want more information about how to connect with those who are here now or to bring love into your life now, join me on October 11th and 12th. We have a live two-day intensive. It's our very last two-day intensive of the year and it's all about love. You're going to learn the seven secrets to creating love, not fear. And we call this workshop, Do You Want Something for Real? So if you want real love, this is for you. And guess what? It's free. It's my gift to you. So do come. Bring your friends. Space is limited, so get everybody registered as fast as you can. Go to drbrendawade.com to register and save your space. All right, everyone, thank you to LeGrand Green, who is our executive producer. Thank you, Cliff Dunning, our associate producer. Thank you, everyone, for being on the journey of good love. I send you love and blessings.
Good night. Mm-hmm.